0: Don't forget Combank's records record profits. So, I love that. I re, do you remember? Do you remember when uh, when Matt Coman, the CEO, said uh, that he was hoping that cashbacks were a thing of the past because banks were were signing up mortgages and not making any profit margin and like they were losing money or not making any money and that it was unfair on the banks. Like it's fucking all bullshit, isn't it? Like, all right, welcome back, people. First one, it's a hot tip. From me, I feel like, Dave, you may have put me onto this. I don't remember who put us onto no, this. No, it it's old
1: it's Dame, Dame from the That's beach.
0: That's it. Okay, so a family friend of ours put us onto an application. This isn't an ad. These people probably don't know we exist. It's an app you can get on the Play Store or the App Store with uh, Apple and all, all that. It's called Petrol Spy. I just type Petrol Spy into the App Store or Google Play Store and you should find it. It's a little petrol tank with glasses on and a fedora like a private investigator and you key in your location, your postcode, or your suburb. And it'll come up with a list of options. You can choose the petrol type you're looking for e 10 unleaded 91, 98 diesel, all that good stuff. And it'll tell you the location and the cost per liter of every petrol station. That's offering that petrol. Uh, to give yeah. you an idea of comparing who's got the cheapest for you so you can try and get the cheapest option there is in your area. Um I've used it a couple of times already on my way on my way back to Dubbo from Newcastle last weekend. Yeah. Super, super good app. Yeah. Because no
1: it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was um filling up the Money Saver Home Loans van on the weekend while going to see some clients and hop, you pop it in your like you can do your location within, say, 30 k's of your house and you put in what sort of petrol, so it's diesel or 91 or E10 or, or um, premium, whatever you um, whatever you uh, fancy, and it'll tell you, you know, the cheapest place. And I think the the gap they made in cents per litre between the highest and um, lowest, and, you know, because I've got the, the Money Saver Home Loans van, which is a... Um, pretty high tech, two thousand and four Mitsubishi Star Wagon, Express van. It needs the best fuel, so I have um, ninety eight in it, and the the variance was like nearly forty cents a liter. Yeah. So, like, it only takes twenty liters because I fill it up every Sunday. Yeah, it's eight bucks. So, do that every day, of the you know every week of the year, and um, yeah, you're going to save you know four or five hundred bucks, which is um, not bad. Yeah,
0: and true. it's free. Very- it's yeah, free. exactly. It's a free app, so there's a few yeah. advertisements within the app, but you just click out of them, and you're you're all the better and all the wiser. So, um, yeah, Combank, yeah, hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> so Combank, who also owned Bank West, I believe, um, yeah. Commonwealth Bank have basically released some data from their latest uh, financial results and explained to people how different age groups. Uh, across their customer base have changed their spending habits. So customers aged 25 to 55, who typically have the highest amount of mortgage debt, have cut their spending in real terms compared with a year ago. They've spent only 1.5% more than last time this year, but that's in real terms. So adjusting for inflation and stuff, that's a negative number. Um, And month to month, they've cut their spending by just under a percent at 0.7%. Customers aged 35 to 44, uh, only increased their spending by 2% compared with a year earlier. Forty, Those 45 to 54 have lifted their spending by 3.1%. Um, older households typically have less mortgage debt or no mortgage debt. And those customers across Commonwealth Bank and Bank West have maintained their spending roughly in line with inflation. Obviously, they're speaking on providing a lot of support for the customers that are in high risk segments of their home loan portfolio to make sure if people are struggling to pay their mortgages, there's a bit of support there, whether that is putting a pause on their mortgage repayments for a little bit or telling them they've got to sell their properties and go back into the rental market. you fucking peasants uh, as CBA might do. So there's, there's around $1.6 billion of their home loans, which is about 03 percent of their mortgage book, with a dynamic loan to value ratio of more to, more than ninety percent, which is typically a lot of money owing on the on the home loan compared to people that have paid it off a little bit. So, what I was wondering, Dave, to get if you could just give us your thoughts on that, as well as maybe uh, explaining to people if we talk to people about like a home loan health check, you know what sort yeah. of things if you've got a home loan, maybe you're on a on a fixed rate and you're unsure when your fixed rate ends, how about you just tell the people, I guess, like what sort of things would you want to be checking on your online banking to sort of be up to date with where your home loan is and and what changes might be coming up?
1: Yeah. So look, if if you're on a fixed rate, normally on your statement, it'll tell you the end date of the fixed rate. So you you can prepare. It doesn't normally tell you what the rate's going to go to, When you come off the fixed rate, and you know, can be a bit hit and miss. Um, We have some clients coming off their fixed rate. uh, Some clients in Melbourne, um, their loan is in the seven hundreds, so you know, it's not it's not a small loan. And they were offered, they're coming off like a low rate, under under two or just over two percent, and the bank offered them seven point six ball. So we chatted to our contacts at that bank. And it will now revert when they come off the fixed rate to five point eight four. So it'll save about one point eight percent, which I'm just going to work out times one point eight percent. That will save them just over fourteen grand a year in interest. So one of you know, and we say one of the reasons you might want to consider using a mortgage broker. One is because most people do these days. About seventy percent of all loans come through brokers. Is that we've got good contacts at the bank and can. You know, tell them why they want to look after you. Because for some reason, yeah, you know, most most businesses get their business from repeat business, and yeah, you know, they do that by providing the customer with a good experience. Um, yeah, you know, whether it's a restaurant, for a mechanic, or or hairdresser, for those people that got hair like me, and with um yeah you know, banks, it's yeah I think sometimes they just like to yeah you know, throw a number out there and hope that people don't realise. That they can get a lot better elsewhere, but yeah, check check your statement. If you need help, just give us a shout. You can contact us. We got the contact details by Facebook or on the um by the website. Yeah, we'll certainly make sure that um, your current bank is gonna um, try and look after you, and if they don't, um, find find a better option. But in regard to just your general, you know, making if you can make sure you're always paying more off your loan, that's just so much better for you. I think we talked last week about if you can make a, if you can pay 50 a week more off your loan from the start, yeah, you can save, I think it's nearly four years on your loan term. So it's it's definitely worth doing.
0: So AMP Bank, obviously a banking facility and a lender, but also they used to do financial planning. I think they shut that down after a, a Royal Commission inquiry. Um, yeah, but they've... um Basically, come out that in the last six months of their financial results, they provided loans to 4,295 customers. Their loan Mm -hmm. book increased to 24.3 billion, which was a growth of 8.3% compared to last year. And 94% of its residential mortgage book in that time came from mortgage brokers uh, bringing them customers. It's the highest proportion of broker originated uh, broker originated loans in recent years it follows uh on a 92 percent figure from the first half of 2022 so year on year it's increased two percent obviously most banks are looking to make sure that they get a lot of mortgage growth without giving away loans to risky people obviously like the 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 example I try to tell people is if you have a mate who is terrible with money, gets paid, and then spends all of their money before uh before it's all said and done, and they don't really keep the money to last them for their month or for their week, week to week. Uh maybe they buy they get lots of tattoos, maybe they buy shit for their car, maybe they get credit cards, like they're just shit with money. And then they ask you for money. You're probably not going to lend anything to them because you probably won't see it back. And in in the banking space, some banks will give money to people that seem riskier, but they will charge them a higher interest rate to sort of counteract the risk associated with that person getting money from them. So AMP is obviously trying to keep ahead of that and make sure they're not giving money away. to, They're not lending money to people that they're never going to see it back or that are going to cause them too many headaches so there's a thing about like uh 90 day uh, 30 day arrears and 90 day arrears when when home loans um they're 30 days over missing a payment or 90 days over missing payments uh both of those for the amp bank have ticked up over the first half of this year they've increased to 1.31% for 30 day plus arrears that's up from 7.7% last year and 90 day arrears have ticked up to 0.55% up from 0.39% last year so there's a small increase yeah, look, there's, there's uh, quite a in few banks like that, are that rely behind on mortgage their mortgage to repayments them business, compared to so, last year but not so the so Sydney, jump, bank of australia um, which is obviously ING, i guess ME so far amps um it's amp's A&P. you know, there's quite a little Bank. bit you know, of it's quite in a lot mortgage of, arrears, um, but nothing crazy to hang during on the, during perhaps. the banking so royal commission that's when amp that decided to get through. out
1: of financial planning i think because um they were sort of told that you know charging premiums to the dead people wasn't probably a good thing yeah you know, i think that was one of the key things the royal commission you because know, the royal the royal commission you know talked a lot to the big banks who've got like branches and mobile lenders but didn't really talk much to the um the other banks that rely on brokers, like the ones we mentioned, like you know, also like Virgin Money and and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, as I said, seventy percent of more just come through brokers. Brokers have got lots of options. So like in regard to AMP Bank, they've got some very good policies, especially around people who are investors. The way they treat investors. And yeah, you know, people who get overtime and bonuses, um, yeah, you know, they're quite, quite good. So it's not surprising that they're seeing an uptick in, in business. And that, yeah, you know, that's good. They've helped nearly helped over 4,000 people in the last six months, which is great. So yeah, that's um, and yeah, those ones Dame you mentioned about the arrears, that's sort of about what the other banks are reporting at the moment. I saw the thing on telly the other day and the um someone from the CBA was on there, and then someone from Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, and they said there's you know, there is a slight uptick in people um, but you know the bank the banks are pretty good at segmenting their customers and you know when they, they would run reports of people who are overdue and be in contact with them and you know there's there's things you can do if you yeah you know, if you're under mortgage stress talk to your bank or talk to your broker don't just sort of hope the, the the problem goes away because it's unlikely to and um yeah the bank doesn't want the bank doesn't want to sell your home. On you, and you don't want to be forced into selling quickly. If you, yeah, you know, if you, if you sort of just let it go. So, um, if you don't want to talk to them, because you're, for some reason, um, we're happy to have a chat um, and come up with, um, yeah, you know, something that you know, might work for you in the future. Because, um, yeah, you know, no one wants to be um, kicked out of their house. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it does. Yeah. 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 Easy. Alan Oster. He's the head economist at NAB, that one of the big four banks. He, uh, I believe he actually does stuff on ABC as well, like economic updates on the ABC, Dave, um, in between our favorite show, the drum. So, um, he, he expects that the third quarter consumer price index number, which is the measure that the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, uh, releases every couple of months basically to track inflation across, you know, the basket of goods um, that people pay for day to day. So um, he believes that there's going to be a spike in the next inflation figure in the next quarter of the year, which will likely lead to more rate hikes from the RBA in the near future. So obviously for the June quarter, the ABS reported inflation year on year was 6%, which was a 0.8 rise from the previous quarter. Um, But he believes that CPI is going to hit around seven or even higher than 7% in the coming quarter. Obviously we've had decreased consumer spending. Business lending is down a lot more There's a lot more forecasting now that national wages aren't going to grow as quickly as before, um, which will contribute maybe to higher inflation. And he's obviously mentioned too, like I myself had a a pretty big spike in electricity costs once new pricing was enacted Mm -hmm. by all the power companies. So I tried to move that around so I could get a cheaper deal. But um, because people get their electricity bills tend to be quarterly, the electricity cost increase or decrease only affects inflation yeah, a few it's a times a year, the And then the rest of the, the time um, we'll have a drop in inflation because electricity is thinking, not measured in the inflation a few banks, figure, um, some of the time. So the same um, Alan Oster the says while a recession isn't its probable, its peak, many Australians you will know, experience recession like right conditions due to fewer um, job opportunities whereas, you know, the and rising unemployment. So
1: go up I guess uh, times, if you had any thoughts on that one day um before we interestingly combank um came out yesterday and said that and they've actually named the day that they think um rates will start dropping and they think it's going to be the 19th of March 2024. so that's um 215 days away roughly I worked out so yeah who knows what what's going to happen like the unemployment figures are due out tomorrow which is Thursday the 17th and, yeah, we, we know the unemployment figure is a bit of a dodgy number because, you know, you've only got to be employed, I think, one hour a week to be employed. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of people that probably don't get the hours they want or, um, you, know, are covered, you know, might work a couple of hours a week but they're covered as employed, which is, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, who, who knows? Look, in the end, like one of our big things is, Controlling what you can control, and we're still seeing quite a few people come to us who are on quite high interest rates. Um, so they don't. You don't need. You don't need to wait for the RBA to drop interest rates. For most people, you can get an interest rate cut just by chatting to your broker or your bank about whether you're on the best deal. Um, yeah, you know, if you talk to your bank and they, yeah, you know, they wind your rate in a little bit, they've probably got a bit more. Sharpening of the pencil that they can do for you, so don't be afraid to you know, try them a few times. But yeah, you know, we often find the best thing is um, chat to your broker, or if you haven't got a broker, just just send us your loan statement and we'll we'll have a look at it and let you know what we think a better rate could be. So then you're armed with some info to talk to your bank because you know you're leaving leaving. We talked about this before, like leaving a bank's like leaving a partner. Um, unless you're absolutely, totally you know, pissed off. yeah, you know, most people don't leave their banks or their insurance company or their partners. Um, you know, they just try and make the best of what's there. So, yeah, but but with banks, you know, they do rely on people's loyalty. And, you know, Josh Frydenberg, the ex-treasurer, um, in the past uh, federal government called it the loyalty tax and you know, there's a horrific amount of money that people... They're just sort of letting slip through their fingers. So anyway, two hundred and fifteen days till when rates drop, according to the Combank. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: Don't forget Combank's records record profits. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. no, do you remember they're... do you remember when uh when Matt Coman, the CEO, said uh that he was hoping that cashbacks were a thing of the past because banks were were signing up mortgages and not making any profit margin and, like, they were losing money or not making any money and that it was unfair on the banks. Like, it's fucking all bullshit, isn't it? Like... Oh, look, with
1: with cashback. so you had every bank, you know, quite a lot of banks offering cashbacks and that was basically... Um, I liken to, um, you know, people at school when they just swap boyfriends and girlfriends... But you know, most of the time when you did that, especially when I was I was younger, you didn't get a cash back when you um when you swapped, unfortunately. But um with um yeah, they and it was around the thing where 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 banks were you know trying to grab their loan books and um you had um yeah, they, they sort of worked out that someone who had a had a property, usually had good equity in it, um, was making repayments, that the new bank was probably going to be cheaper. So if you've got someone who's basically been pre-approved by another bank and shown a good payment record, um, yeah, it might be worth paying a couple of grand to get those customers. And look, we, we've we got, like, uh, this week we've had three customers who've all got four grand and they're happy as uh, pigs in mud. Um and they were on really good rates. A lot of them we got onto the low one year fixed rates before they sort of went up. So they're, you know, they're pretty happy. But um, yeah, as I said, um, you know, if you've been with your bank for a while, you're probably not on the best deal. So um, yeah, if you want help, just just sing out, we're happy to help. even if you're not a, even if you're not a customer of ours, we'll, we'll help you because our thing is about saving people money. Um, if they're customers, that's fantastic. Um, potential customers, you know, we're, we're big believers in karma that, you know, you do good things and they come back to you. And um, so, yeah, just give us a shout. Yeah.
0: Um, what other things did you want to cover, Dave?
1: Well, just, just a couple of things. One, we talked last week about um, price movements and, you know, there's a lot of people buying in Perth at the moment, including some of our clients. When you're buying, there was some some things that uh, one of the buyer's agents just, just put around that I thought was quite interesting and it says, you know, uh, Perth's got the second lowest vacancy rate, 0.7%, behind Adelaide of 0.4%. Um, and, yeah, the number of listings on the lot of, lot, number of properties for sale in Perth at the moment is nearly 40% lower than last year, 12 months ago. So there's a lot more buyers there and a lot less stock. So if you're buying there, there's a couple things you need to do. Um, One, you've got to make sure you have your finance ready because um, quite a lot of the time you've got to move quick. Um, You've got to make a strong offer. So whereas an agent might list a house for mid to high threes or mid to high fours, you're probably going to have to pay more than that to get the the property. Um, Make sure you get a pest and build. Um, We've had a couple of clients who've had pest and builds and walked away from properties because of issues in the pest and build also who've been able to negotiate um, settlement adjustments so that might be where you find something in a property might be some tiles damaged or there might be some um, issues with a retaining wall or it could be could be any number of things and just say you've um, yeah the the building and pest inspectors has said that that is worth say five grand you, know, you you might be able to you know or um, negotiate a reduction in, in the price as a settlement adjustment you know, be pretty specific be proactive um you know if you miss out on a property make sure you're telling the agent there what you're after because you know at the moment a lot of stuff is being sold off market and um you know there's a couple of buyers agents that are very and property research people who are very strong on perth as an investment area so yeah just just sort of yeah if you need help, give us a shout and
0: yeah, we'll give it, give your hand. And also real quick, like it's coming up a little bit in the news recently with Kate Bakos, who's been a guest on this show years back. Some of these TV shows yeah. about property are, are giving you a very over-exaggerated or maybe an unrealistic view into how sometimes property transactions actually work. And keep in mind that buyers, agents, Buyers agents aren't regulated and real estate agents. This is an audio podcast. Real estate agents are regulated Mm. and I'm doing the bunny ears here because constantly there's things in the news about dodgy people in this industry doing dodgy shit and getting away with it or getting a slap on the wrist and then going back to doing their, their standard shit. So it's a really, really hard industry to know who exactly is an honest actor. I don't really have much of like much tips on that, like how do you sort the wheat from the chaff because it's really hard to tell sometimes who's full of shit, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, look yeah, you can you can look at reviews online, um, and yeah, see see how people stack up. Um, see whether they've been around for a while, whether they've won industry awards. Yeah, you you can you can yeah, most of them have Facebook groups, so you can join the Facebook group, and you'll you'll pick up pretty much, yeah, you know, straight away the vibe of the comments about yeah you know, how much free content they give you know, they're providing. Track record is, is a thing, you know, you, and you'll you'll see that you'll see that. Like since we've been doing this, um, you know, there's a couple of I remember. You know, 2014, and we won't mention who it is, but they know who they are. One of Australia's best property buyers agents was talking about Perth as a growth hotspot, and everyone laughed. And uh, their clients bought a lot of houses and made a lot of good money. And you know, one of our clients used that buyers agent about two years ago to buy at Harvey Bay, a, a client from Canberra, and and he's made very good money. So yeah, we we can give you our view. But um, yeah, if you're if you're buying interstate, so you're not buying in the area you're familiar with, yeah, it's usually worthwhile chatting to a buyer's agent about, you know who's got the local knowledge and the local connections. Yeah. So yeah, and the re- and the reason they're called buyers agents and not charity agents is because they charge you a fee. You know, they've invested a lot of time, money, and energy in establishing their business and their connections and Getting to know the markets, market or markets that they operate in. And um, yeah, yeah, no one likes working for free.
0: Also, something you said, again, like I'm a glass half empty guy, Dave, you know it, you know it. I'm relate. I came from I, I was birthed <laughs> from your wife, who is a very positive person, also. Some of these awards you fucking pay for. Yeah. So like this whole thing's crooked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. A lot of this yeah. is fucking yeah. well, crooked. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very yeah. De- uh, demoralizing. So, like, yeah. fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But look, control, control the controllables. That's the thing. Um, don't get, don't get yeah. too beat up about the bad. Look, if you look for bad, you'll all you'll find is bad. If you look for good, yeah, all you'll find is good. And I know. Negative people get the shits with positive people and vice versa. But, you know, I just say just be realistic. So, yeah, but yeah, if you need help, look, just a couple of other things we'll quickly run through. Like Westpac's house price forecast is they're saying that prices will increase 7% and will increase 7% in 2023 and 4% in 2024. So, Westpac are, are predicting, you know, and this is like an average thing, you know, it'll be. You know, we've talked about there's, you know, 10,564 suburbs or something in Australia and there's now 200 major regional um, areas. Yeah, you know, some of them will go up 20%, some of them will be flat. you just got know where to look. And, you know, we've said all along that between now or between this year, 2023, and when the RBA makes its first move to cut interest rates, that is the... Uh, a golden window of opportunity for people to buy, because buying capacity is down, the number of buyers is down, vendors are being a bit more, a bit more um, realistic about what they're going to get for their get for their property. So, um, and also, you know, real estate agents are being probably a bit more realistic with uh, with buyers as well. And you know, it is harder to get finance. Like we've got some people, you know, it's taken like four weeks the loan approval. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be going looking at places before you've got loan approval. And if it's one of those um, online ones, they're as useful as toilet paper, seriously. So with serviceability buffers, as we've sort of talked about a bit before, when the bank, you know, if, if the interest rate on your loan is 6%, the bank assesses your ability to repay at 9%. So they add at a 3% buffer. If you're in a current loan and you want to refinance, and you've got good good conduct, and you have a credit score normally of over six hundred and fifty, which is good um, or very good. Some banks will apply a servicing buffer of one percent, which means it's easier to get out of a loan that's not working for you. So, not every bank does it. You, if you walk into one of the big four banks, and it's the it's it's one that's not doing this, sorry, one of the two that's not doing this. Yeah, you might get you. You may not get looked after. Whereas if you talk to a broker, a broker can tell you the five to eight lenders that do this, and there'll be more that start doing it. So yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. It's easier to get out of a loan than you think. But yeah, you know, our first port of call is always try and get your your current bank to um to look after you. Auction clearance rates they're still quite high. Like Adelaide, nearly ninety percent. Sydney and Melbourne well into the 70%, uh, Brisbane and Canberra in the 60s. So, yeah, yeah, places are still selling. People are still buying. know, um, yeah, the chicken littles of the world um, and the half-class empty crowd, wrong again. Um, who would have thought? So um, just keep that in mind. The only other thing I was going to mention, Damo, is National Cabinet's meeting today in Brisbane, and one of the main things they're talking about is um, – social housing and affordability and that sort of stuff. So hopefully there'll be some agreement out of that that the government needs to work better together to get social housing. There was a guy on the radio this morning saying, um, you know, his view, and I'm not sure where he's from, but obviously he's from the development mob. They're saying that developers are doing their bit in providing social housing as part of new developments and the government's dropped the ball. There was talk around the, the old NRAS scheme, which we've mentioned a few times before, where if you own a property that might rent for, say, 500 a week, if you provide that to someone on a social housing wait list or who's got a, a need for housing that you know, can't be met through the normal channels, you might, might rent it to them for 300 a week and the government pays you a $200 subsidy. So, you know, the government's um, subsidising their rent by two ten grand a year and that is a lot yeah. cheaper than building places at the moment. Because you know, the building costs have, you know, gone through the roof because you know, there's lots of um you know, we had the supply chain issues during COVID, but now we've got lots of governments building stuff and lots of people building stuff. And there's only so many tradies and you know there's only so much cement and timber and bricks and that to go around. And the other the the other one was um Philip Lowe, um Was in part, you know, talking to the politicians last week with his, um, with Michelle Bullock, the lady who's going to take over from him, and uh, was asked about rent caps. And um, he just said, look, they'll just make things worse, um, because it'll reduce supply, and supply is the issue. So, um, you know, I know the Greens are big on rent caps, but if you're going to cap rent, you may as well cap the price of petrol, um, bread, milk, um, you might as well cap the price of everything if you're just going to cap rents. So um anyway, we'll see how the, all that lands. But um as we sort of said, ad nauseum, if you um yeah, c- control what you can control. And if you're not happy with where you are in your housing or other situation, um give us a shout and we'll do yeah. our best to help you. Easy.
0: All righty. Well, hopefully this has been a pick me up for everybody, including myself. Have a uh if you want to get in touch with us, money safe home loans is the way to do it. Go to moneysaverhomeloans.com.au and you can find ways to contact us if you're looking into uh, getting a home loan uh, or you're just looking to get a little bit of guidance on what direction you need to head and what steps you need to take to get into a better financial position. We're always around to have a chat. And yeah, last week we were at the Pride Round of the Roller Derby, which we're a sponsor of the team, the Fort Smashleys. That was really fun. It was a good night out. They make some really good baked goods that they sell at the event at the the exhibition center across the across the way from the Newcastle Entertainment Center. I think they run those events once a month. That was a bit of fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's about about once a month. And like the good thing about the um, baked goods, they're all low calorie, which was good. So, um, they were
0: all vegan too, which was good. Yeah. But yeah, no, so, it's, it's um, yeah. It's,
1: it's it's a it's a good thing. And um, yeah, you might have you know, people my ilk might have remembered the movie. Um, I think it was called Roller Derby. I can't remember actually. Um, roller ball or something. Um, it's not as sort of brutal as that, where they used to knock people over railings and carrying on. But um, and, you know, it's quite skillful and it's good. It's a good fun night. So, um, if you check out your local roller derby, wherever you are around the world or country. Um, yeah, get along and, and have a look, and um, it's good fun.
0: Yeah, we'll leave it there. Have a good week, people, and we'll talk to you next time.